0: What the enemy wants to do is not let you live by faith so you don't get to see anything better.
1: But Dr. Tony Evans says we need to surround ourselves with living examples of what it means to trust God totally.
0: And what you want in your circle of influence are some folk who live up there even though they walk down here. They operate from heaven's point of view consistently.
1: This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. The Bible tells us faith is the evidence of things we don't see. Dr. Evans talks about some of that evidence today as he brings us a lesson about the kind of trials and triumphs we experience when we truly believe. Let's join him.
0: Now, we have discussed the meaning of faith. Let's review. Faith means to act like God is telling the truth. Faith is verifiable. You don't have to guess if you're having it or not. Because faith is measured by your feet, not by your feelings. Faith must always, watch this, precede sight. Once you have sight, it is no longer faith. That's why Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. If you have to see it first, you've canceled faith. Faith leads to sight, but faith must always precede sight. Most people, even Christians, decide what they're going to do by what they see first. And if you decide whether you're going to do what God says do on the front end because you see it, then you're not exercising faith and you have canceled out seeing God move. Faith must precede sight if it's going to be biblical faith. He begins in verse 32 of Hebrews 11 and I love how he opens it up and he says, and what more shall I say? And so God must see you trust him by your feet, not by your feelings, by your function. He must see you Operate by faith. In fact, you only know if you're operating by faith and are overcoming something by faith if you have something to overcome. If the road is always smooth, you never get a chance to use faith. You have a lot of people say, well, I'm trusting in the Lord, but they don't have anything they're trusting in the Lord about So it's a word up there as a mist, as a fog. It's not a functional word because there has been a challenge. In each one of these men's lives, in each one of the people found in chapter 11 of Hebrews, men and women, there was a challenge that demanded faith. So the reason God allows a negative obstacle to come into your presence is to see whether you're going to face it by faith or face it by sight. When you face it by faith, God joins you in it. When you face it by sight, you take care of it. So he said, if I had time, I would go into it a little further. In verse 32, he gives you a whole bunch of names. He comes at the end of verse 22 and says, and then the prophets. There's so many of them, I ain't even going to name them. He said, but let me tell you what faith can do. Verse 33, it conquered kingdoms, performed act of righteousness, obtained promises, like Daniel and the lions then shut the mouths of lions, like the three Hebrew boys quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, in weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. He says faith, watch this, is unprecedented in its power because it can rout whole nations. It can turn. It can put out fires. It can. It can make lions keep their mouths shut. He says, "You don't understand the power of faith, but you must be operating by biblical faith, which means faith must precede sight." So, if you're saying, "God, show me this, and then this is what I'll do," that's not faith. You saying, "Show me, then I'll respond." No, you respond to me, then I'll show you. It must be by faith that is why the Bible says in James 2 faith without works is dead he's not talking about to get to heaven he's talking about to get heaven down to you had a lady coming to me after the first service in the in the visitors room and she said "Look, I, I just came to testify in a college situation where they were told no about a scholarship and uh, all they did was cry out to God because the hope was that God was going to do it and they acted in faith and they heard no and they heard no by the authority. By the authority who had the ability and power to say no. When the authority called on one line to say no, the other line rang. When the other line rang, the other line canceled out the authority of the first call and said, not only are we going to give your son a scholarship, we're going to give him a full scholarship. He says, God is able to reverse it, even though it's a dead situation and it will always involve something you do. Not something you feel, not something you say. It will always involve an act of obedience to God. And many times the acts of obedience will not make sense. Yeah, but the author of Hebrews wants to give you the rest of the story. He says, and others. Verse 35, were tortured. Not accepting their release so that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others, verse 36, experienced mockings and scourgings, yes, also chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawed in two, they were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskin, goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated. He says, now, let me tell you about others. This is not the kind of testimony folk want to hear. So let me tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. Anybody who tells you, okay, go live for Christ and you will not suffer has lied to you. They've told you half of the story. They've only told you half. Because he says, and others. There are those who were penalized for their faith. There were those who were penalized for their stand. There were those who were mocked and scorned and rebuked and talked about as sure as you're born. There were those who went through losses. Losses. Now, what caused the loss? He says something very interesting that it's uh, you, you might miss. He says, uh, not accepting their release. That's interesting. He talks about all this negative stuff, and then he throws in there not accepting their release. Well, now, if you tell me I don't accept my release, that means one was offered to me, okay? If I didn't accept something, that means I rejected it. So they could have gotten out of their torture. They could have gotten out of their mocking and scourging and negative repercussions, But they chose not to get out of it. They chose to say, no, I'd rather die. I'd rather be sawed in half. I'd rather be mocked. I'd rather be scorned. Thank you for offering me release, but I turn it down. Now, why would they do that? Nobody wants to go look for persecution. Only a fool goes and looks for pain. Only a fool turns down the opportunity not to be in pain. But he says they turned it down. Two things you need to know. They turned it down, one, because of the reason they're going through it. They're going through it because of their association with the Lord. Their association with the Lord has put them in this mocking predicament. We're not talking about people who are stealing and and cheating and robbing and evil and killing. No, no, no. They didn't accept their release. In other words, the folks causing them trouble were saying, "If you deny the Lord, if you deny your faith, if you compromise your character, if you do that, then we will let you keep your job. Then we will let you stay. Then we'll give you a raise. Then we'll we'll do that. You just gotta you just gotta not be Christian. You gotta go along with the crowd. You gotta be secular." And they say, "I ain't doing that. No. We'll, we'll make it okay as long as you are uh, no longer." a follower of the Lord, no longer a Christian. Go to church, be religious, but don't be a follower of Christ and bring those Christian values in here. As long as you do that, everything's going to be okay. They said no. Not accepting the release. Not accepting the compromise. There's a second reason they said no. They said no, watch this now, because they saw a better resurrection. That's what it says. Not accepting their release because of a better resurrection. What will give you the ability to keep your stand as a Christian and keep living by faith is if you see something better.
1: Why would people make such a horrible, painful choice? Dr. Evans says there are two main reasons, and he'll tell us about them when he returns in just a moment but first today's lesson is part of a new compilation of messages from tony called you are stronger than you think the sermons included in this series were specially selected to help you recognize that you're not alone in your journey that you can tap into god's power help and guidance to give you purpose and hope and the ability to overcome life's challenges and difficulties if this sounds like something of benefit to you or someone you know You can get your own copy of all six full-length messages in this series on either CD or downloadable MP3s. In fact, they're our gift to you, and thanks for helping to bring these lessons to this station through your donation to The Alternative. You can make the arrangements at TonyEvans.org. And when you do, we'll even include an added bonus, a copy of Prayers to Share. It's a special book that includes 100 pass-along kindness notes you can use to lift up and brighten someone else's day. Get both of these resources when you visit TonyEvans.org or when you call one 800 800 and let one of our helpful team members assist with your request. That 24-7 phone number once again is 1-800-800-3222. Dr. Evans will come back with more of today's lesson right after this.
0: Calling all pastors and kingdom leaders. Dr. Tony Evans wants you to join him at the Kingdom Leader Summit you'll experience unforgettable panel discussions and in-depth teachings from Dr. Evans and others. Discover how to apply God's kingdom principles to your ministry, community, and personal life. There's sessions for pastor's wives too. The dates are October 3rd through the 6th. Register now at kap2023.com. That's kap2023.com. One of the reasons we compromise our faith is we don't think there's something better So we'll renege on God, we'll renege on his principles, we're all tempted to do it, we've all probably done it on some level or another in our lives, and we'll do it because we're scared there's nothing better. But when you understand that God is a God of resurrection, then you understand that that situation does not have final say-so in your life because God knows how to give you something better. We had a member a number of years ago, they were harassing on a job. They wanted to cheat. They wanted to steal. They wanted to sleep around with the bosses. I mean, it was just just a putrid place to work, but it was her job. So she got to the point where she had to say, no, I, I can't do that. He said to her, if you don't do that, we're going to fire you. She came to my office and she said, what do I do? I need this job. It's a good paying job. It's a great opportunity in terms of of my future. What do I do? I said to her, you choose Christ. And you have to see what the Lord does. She went in the next day and she chose Christ. She said, I'm sorry, because they told her, come back and give her the decision. I can't do that. My faith. Based on the word of God, I cannot do that. It was clearly unscriptural, not, not even a marginal lack of clarity. I can't do that. He said, Well, then pack up your bags. This is your last day. By the first of the next week, she got a phone call. The phone call was from a higher up in the company, and the phone call said, I know you were dismissed but it came to light to us a couple of days after you were fired about some of the unorthodox activity that your supervisor was doing. So I just called to let you know we have fired him and we've promoted you into his place. Let me tell you this. If she would have not made a faith decision, she would not have experienced the resurrection. The resurrection only came after a faith decision was made without sight of what would happen next. He says, and others, are willing to risk being fired, willing to risk losing that relationship, willing to risk because they are going to operate by faith in their families as women, as wives. Many of you will never see financial victory in your family because you've chosen money over spiritual priority in the home if you choose money over spiritual priority, ladies, if you choose the career ladder over motherhood, if you choose to the neglect of your family reaching the top, then what you will do is you have neglected God and the thing you think you're making, you'll wind up losing because you have disregarded God in your decision. Then he concludes here. And all these, all these, 38. Men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. Let me me say about folk for whom the world is not worthy. There are a few people in the congregation right now who this world is not worthy of because they live so high in the spiritual realm. Even though they're living physically in the earthly realm, that the physical realm doesn't even know what they're talking about. The physical realm thinks they're weird. The physical realm thinks they're crazy. The physical world thinks they've lost their mind. The physical world thinks that, that they've become fanatic. The physical world thinks that they're psychotic. He said, the world isn't even worthy of those kind of folk who live this way. And the reason why many of us don't live this way is we don't know anybody who does. We don't hang out with anybody who does. We only live with folk who live by sight. And so we never get to grow to faith because we hang out with folk who the world is worthy of. Not who the world is not worthy of because they don't live in this world. They live in that world while walking in this world. And what you want in your circle of influence are some folk who live up there even though they walk down here. Operate from heaven's point of view consistently. Faith is how they roll. It's not a place they visit. And so he concludes, he says, and all these having gained approval through their faith, watch this, did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. You may not get that when you first look at it. So let me let me explain it. He says, and all these, all these Old Testament saints he talked about gained approval by God by faith. Watch this, having not all received the promises. So some or many of the Old Testament saints didn't get what they were looking for. Abraham Never got to own the land God promised. He got the wonder on it. He never got to own it, although it was a promise. So they got to see God work, but they didn't get to see everything God said. He says the reason that some of the Old Testament saints didn't get to see everything God said was that God was waiting on us. Who's the us? The us are the New Testament Christians. That's you and me. He said in the Old Testament... They got a bunch of stuff. We see miracles in in Hebrews 11, but they didn't get it all because they had to wait on us. In other words, they have some stuff we don't have. You and I, many of us would love if we could go back to the Old Testament and see Lazarus raised from the dead, see the crossing the Red Sea, see them crossing the Jordan River, see Elijah raising up the woman's son. We would love to see and say, I want that miracle. But a lot of them would love to be with us because you and I get a freedom they didn't have living under the law. You and I get some privileges they didn't have in the Old Testament. So he says the reason God held out on them is so that they could catch up with us. So the idea is they're supposed to learn from us. We're supposed to learn from them so that we get the whole package of what God's promises are for his purposes in our lives. So you and I are supposed to learn from Hebrews 11 in order that we might learn faith so that we can experience based on their example much of what they experienced until God brings us all together around his throne and me and me and Abraham have a conversation. You hook up with Rahab and y'all be talking and somebody gonna be talking to Sarah and then somebody gonna be talking to David and, and David gonna say, yeah, let me, let me tell you about that uh, David and Goliath story. Let me give you some details that they didn't have time to go over in 1 Samuel and you'll be able to talk about what God did in your life by faith. So we'll be able to take the Old Testament Christians and the New Testament Christians and have a conversation about the power of faith on both sides of the cross. So I don't know about you, but you ought to be motivated now to live by faith. That's why we don't, see, if I had time, the author of Hebrews told me I don't have no time. But if I had time, I'd at least read to you the first line of Hebrews 12. Therefore, See, whenever you see therefore, you got to ask what it's there for. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses. Come on, you've been in church long enough to know when the preacher says, do I have a witness? You see, he's saying, do I have a witness? Is there anybody here who can testify that God by faith responds? Is there anybody here who can testify That I trusted God when I didn't know the result and I saw what he could do. Is there anybody here who can testify that if you'll trust God in the dark, he'll bring you to the light. Is there anybody here who can testify that the God of the Bible does not lie and he tells the truth? The author of Hebrews says, do I have a witness? In fact, he doesn't want a witness. He wants to know, do I have a cloud of witnesses? That's a whole bunch of folks who can testify that if you trust God, God is able to enter into your situation even when you don't see the result and he's able to turn that mama out do I have a witness? is there somebody who can testify that faith works in the hands of God's people
1: Dr. Tony Evans, with an encouraging word for those whose hope is in the Lord. What we've been listening to today is part of Tony's powerful compilation of messages called You Are Stronger Than You Think. As I mentioned earlier, we're making this six-lesson collection available to you on CD or digital download, along with the Prayers to Share book that contains 100 tear-out, pass-along kindness notes. Both of these resources are a gift to you, when you help us keep Tony's teaching on this station with your donation to the ministry. Just visit TonyEvans.org to get your copy of this exclusive package. You'll find a link with all the details right on the homepage. And while you're there, take a moment to sign up for Tony's free weekly email devotional. Again, that's TonyEvans.org. Or call us at one 800 and let one of our friendly team members assist you. Our Resource Center is open 24-7, so call anytime. Again, that's one 800 800 Well, Tony's been talking today about how our faith in the Lord can help us face and deal with our earthly challenges. But there's a prerequisite to that, and he's back right now with this important question.
0: If you died right now, why would you tell God He should let you into heaven? There's only one answer that He'll accept. And that is because your sin that would keep you out of heaven has already been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ and you are trusting Jesus Christ for your entrance. Only faith in Christ guarantees you entrance into God's heaven. Put your trust in Him alone today for salvation.
1: Well, Dr. Evans has more to say about this and he lays it all out at TonyEvans.org. Just follow the simple text link at the top of the homepage that says Jesus. Well, before we go... I wanted to remind you that Tony's sermons can be heard entirely in Spanish through our new mobile app, Tony Evans and Espanol. It's free to download from the app stores. Be sure to let your Spanish-speaking friends and relatives know. Just look for Tony Evans and Espanol. What makes successful people successful? Well, if you're talking about corporate giants, there are plenty of books on the market. But if you're talking about Jesus, there's only one book with the answer. Be sure to join us tomorrow as Dr. Evans takes a look at the secret of Jesus' success. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you.